Welcome to another powerful message from One Life OK. We really hope you enjoy it. This is Practical Wednesday. You know how, I know you do. I know. I um, I have that weird thing in my mind where Wednesdays we just get down in the nitty gritty. And just let me hoon on you a little. Remember that message I preached on hooning? Yeah, I remember. Do you remember? I um, I've got some slides for you tonight. I um, am. We're right now. In my opinion, I am dissecting how to act, to actually function in the Word of the Year. You remember the challenge that we had in the Word of the Year was about actually, well, just doing the stuff at a higher level. We do a lot of of the stuff, the miracle stuff around here. Every one of y'all have prophesied to people and can prophesy to people. It's not a thing, right? It's, you know, to me, you know, we've got to move past the basics of Christianity into our power position. That's just how I see it. I love this book. You know, we've been talking about the old beliefs and new beliefs. Um, who's back there? Two. Sidwo. Let's do two. This is what we're doing. We're upgrading a belief. Did y'all do that at all this week? Did anybody upgrade one that they want to tell me about? Look, I put you on the spot. Everybody went, everybody went, She did. I believe that if I was powerful in my position with healing, that the devil's backlash would be so bad that someone I know would die. Wow. wow. Cool, man. You are powerful. <laughs> my healing give wields the enemy into place. Yes. Yeah. So? So that was a limiting belief. Obviously. Slightly. <laughs> and so I would only pray enough just to feel like I did something. Wow. Close. I, I like where you're going with that. Who's helping you with that? Nice. Y'all are getting there. Yeah, you're getting there. You're on the right track. You're, you got. You're processing. I don't. I don't want to. Cheryl's got it, so I don't want to get in on it. Part of Cheryl's growth is being able to hear herself talk out loud. So I wanted to mention a couple things. That's good. That's good. That's what we're doing. We're actually looking at stuff that it's weird that we believe yes. have you noticed yes. uh-huh. and and you know we let's be honest we didn't read and interpret the word enough oh, yeah. so we right. let someone else read yes. it yes. and interpret it for us and then we tried to do what they said yes. and it didn't work out see that's why we have to be led because you know god might tell him and i to wear this fancy clothing tonight and you wear this dull gray i mean you just never know <laughs> You never know. No one's wrong. No one's right. You never know what he might tell you to do. And see, it's the yielding process. You know, yielding, I've been a yielder for a while. You know, I think, let's talk about yielding for a minute, shall we? 
just briefly. It's really not part of my TED talk tonight. But yielding is you don't get your way. And then he remakes your way like his way, and then you get to ask him anything. But everyone has to go through that process. Right? Because we would ask for a bunch of M&Ms. We just would. We would ask for silly things, right? And, you know, just like she's saying, you know, when I want to step out and use my authority and I have more fear, then the authority has, then the devil has power. I'm already limited, right? So God has given us all kinds of opportunities. You know, I think it was really cool what I told about Shooty. Think about this lady cut her finger off and Shooty prayed and it got reattached and healed just miraculously what was wrapped up, right? And then she meets up with her again today and she's having another physical problem. Now, Tessa could have stayed home from work. I think Shooty said, come on. I'm not sure she said it just like that. In, in my world, that's how Shooty said it. Yeah. Come on, we're going. Because why? Because she's a feeler. And so God tells her what people, it's not her. Now she's learning it's not her because she grew up thinking everything was her. Every feeling, every hurt, every pain, every headache, every eye hurt, every penny, every nickel, every dime, everything. Do you understand? So we're we're growing into this understanding that our beliefs didn't match up with our gifts. Your gift, your gift from God is really powerful, and it's meant to be wielded in yieldedness to the Holy Spirit, and it can do anything. It can do the impossible, and it wants to do the impossible through you, that gift. Do you believe that? So remember, you've got to position yourself, you know, Shudi's been praying for a few years now to walk in this anointing of healing. And so, remember what I told her one time. What if you have to play, pray for a million people before your first person gets healed? Well, she's seen lots of people healed. But that, what is that mindset I'm talking about? Is that I'm not going to quit praying just because it doesn't happen the way I think it would happen, right? So, I'm wanting... Remember, Friday night we're going out again. For those who want to go out, for those who want to stay for class, you can stay for training class. But what time is it? Seven. Seven, Friday night. Is that two days from now? Yeah. Okay. And so when we go out, you know, Pam's trying to teach us, you know, when we go out, we've got to see things through the eyes of the need of the person, not through how they're making me feel. Otherwise as we experienced last Friday night, the rescuer in us will rise up and want to solve all world peace. We can't. Think about think about it like this. If you went out and you just met every need you saw, what would that look like? So see, that's why God has to lead us. There's more need than you can meet. Right? Right? And so one of the things that this guy's talking about in this book I've been reading that I'm just kind of expanding a little bit for you, it's called Your Best Year Ever. Who wants to have their best year ever? I want to have my best year ever. So I did some great things last year. Our business had the best year it's ever had in 30 years. 
But I, I want to do, I want to do something bigger than that. Yeah. Right? right? We used to be downtown, and now we're not. We used to be in two thousand square feet, now we're in four thousand square feet. See, we're expand. Do you feel expansion? Yeah. So you need to do more stuff. You know, we are, Studio 36 is going to be making great steps this year in all the departments that God has called us to in that area. And just think about it. You get to be a part of all this stuff, right? And so one of the things he talks about in this book is our power. And then I wanted to talk a little bit about just a few slides on resources. So the power, this is what he said, we all have more power than we sometimes give ourselves credit for. This power comprises of four properties that help us achieve our goals. So I like goals. Does anybody like goals? Anyone? Anyone? One, two, three, four. Oh, look, y'all are getting your popcorn hands up now. You know, you should raise your hand because, you know, you're thinking, no, not me. I don't just want to, right, generalize. What was that called last week? Yeah, universe, thank you. I see I was looking at you. And, and so here's these four things. Intention, forethought, action, and reflection. I love this guy because he actually... Now, now keep in mind, we're not talking about trauma here, okay? We've got sozos for traumas. We've got counseling around here for traumas. We do a lot of inner healing stuff. Y'all all had tons of those, right? And And so... We've all had marriage counseling. We've all had personal counseling. And so now we're able to take what God's healed in us. Has God healed something in you since you've been here? Okay. So you look at things differently. So now you're taking what's been healed and you're, you're utilizing it. And then you're checking back to see how it went. That's what I'm talking about tonight. Okay. We're going to reflect. Think about. So try to right now get in your mind something that you've done recently that you know didn't turn out as good as you thought. Get that in your little brain, okay? And so here's what he says about this power position we have. We can imagine a better reality than the one we're currently experiencing. We have that power. Agreed? Agreed? Y'all are weak on that. We have the power to... We're talking about imagination this year. Okay, and we can work with others within our circumstances to achieve it. Do you believe that? Okay, that's intention, right? That's you have the ability, the power of intention. That's what intention looks like, right? Right. I want something better. Do you have it good right now? Y'all have it good in here, I know. But I want something better for you. You know, I want something better for you. I have some families in mind with new houses on my grid. I know, it's exciting. Home ownership. Right? So that's intention, right? The forethought, it says, by visualizing the future, we're using our imagination. We've already sanctified it. We already know what that means. It's a big word, I know. Imagination, no. By visualizing the future, we can govern our behavior in the present and give purpose and meaning to our actions. Let's just use a great example. So you're renting, right? And you own a house. Anybody in that boat in here? I know some of you are. And 
so you are looking out ahead. And so when you go to the Dr. Pepper store, you don't buy a Dr. Pepper because you've got a house in mind. Right. Or buy all the Dr. Pepper you want and rent. Why? Because, see, you're, vi- you're thinking, well, out there, I want to own my own business, so I better get some training for what I want to do. I better learn how to budget. I better learn how to lead. I better learn. Are you with me? So I see something with my intention, and now I'm going to make a plan. Right? right? And so that's what I talked about on Sunday. I mean, last Wednesday. There's a government system going on within us. Did I say that Sunday or Wednesday? Okay. I'm governed by what? By the Father. I'm not governed by pieces of paper and laws out in the land. Right? Right. Are you with me? Number three. Then we have an action. We have the ability to act on our plans, to stay motivated, and to respond in the moment to remain on course. Hey, you want to go get like a steak? Uh Uh-huh. But I want a house. So let's get a hamburger. See, do you understand? My action proves that my forethought and my intention stay intact. Right? So, are you with me? Okay, good. Feeling good? And then, self-reflection. We not only act, but we know we act. That's a good plan, isn't it? Don't you love that feeling when you budget something and you actually do what you say? And at the end of the month, you're like, hey, I budgeted that. Hey, I have that there. You know, my favorite thing, let me just hit on you a little bit, okay? I love it because, you know, birthdays come around the same time every year. I don't know if you know that. (laughs) So... It's funny to me how someone you love, his birthday's coming, and this isn't about me, even though my birthday's coming, and just <laughs> love on me all you want. But, but then you didn't do any of these steps. And so here their birthday comes, and what do you do on their birthday? Yep. I, I drank a bunch of Dr. Peppers instead of getting your present. That's what you should write on the card. <laughs> <laughs> when I went to the store all year, yeah. I stopped and got Dr. Pepper's instead of saving for your present. See, it's that it's that simple. I'm being facetious, but it's that simple. All of the things, whether it's spiritual growth, whether it's relational growth, whether it's becoming a better entrepreneur or a better business owner or a better employee or a better member of an organization, Everyone needs this tool. Everyone needs to know they have this power within them to wield their choices this way. Right? Now, I think that's a good thing to keep in mind. And the second thing he talked about, and it's a big, long book, you know, so I just pulled out a couple things. But he wanted to talk about resources. I love what he said. He said, resources are never, and I mean never, the main challenge in achieving our dreams. In fact, if you already have everything you need to achieve your goal, then your goals are probably too small. That's helpful. Right? Instead of acting like, I can never do anything. I don't have anything. I know y'all didn't say that while you're drinking 
your Dr. Pepper. <laughs> I haven't had a Dr. Pepper since I was 18, so I'm good. So, but tea is another story. I mentioned that last week, though, I think. Martin Luther King said this, There is no deficit in human resources. The deficit is in the human will. Preach! Right? So we can see now what we're working on tonight. So resources are necessary, but they're never the precondition for success. The perceived lack of resources is a often a benefit in disguise. I think we just sang about that. The storm is a benefit in disguise. I just went through a couple of storms recently. Has anybody else? Right? And what does it feel like when you're in it? It's cool, isn't it? Isn't it a cool feeling? <laughs> come on, let's just for a minute. Come on, come on. Just for a minute. Do you know that's why Jesus was walking on the water? No, y'all don't get it. See, he could, the story could have said on a bright sunny day. Jehovah was cooking some fish on the shore of Galilee. Galilee and he just walked out. Galilee. I think we're talking about the gallery mall, aren't we? I'm pretty sure. Sorry. Came walking out on the water. No, he picked the stormy night. He picked the night they were the most scared to look like a ghost. See, that's the loving Jesus. See, storms are not a thing. That's your opportunity to walk on water. See, I don't know if you notice, you can't walk on water without him anyway. But it's more of a thing. Tell, think of your testimony. While I was in the storm, I walked on water. Peter, right? That gave me the goose skin a little bit. I think it's because my two flags gave me that. I like that. Next one. In fact, dealing with the constraints can trigger a cascade of unforeseen rewards. Wow. Right there, it just tells you if you're in the black and white thinking or not. Okay, now Lynn, sorry, Lynn. Lynn said the funniest black and white statement of all time. Are you ready? Yeah. You know, it's just natural. She said, I need to know who I need to talk to about those PowerPoints being wrong. I said, baby, it's right here. It's all right here. I don't know if y'all know, Sonny, but my whole PowerPoint was wrong. But it was funny. Now it's funny. Look, she's saying, the black and white girl's saying, I didn't say it just like that. <laughs> See, it just, it's the gift that keeps giving. <laughs> so those mistakes on the PowerPoint are all Teresa, okay? In fact... <laughs> Yes, because on the PowerPoint I had, tell me what it was again, Mendel. Orphans. Or, yeah, right. There are so many, I can't even count them all. Orphans pretending. Oh, orphans becoming kings. No, but what it was supposed to say? Yes, it was supposed to say orphans pretending to be kings. And I just went in my PowerPoint today and changed it, acted like it was, had been right all along. That's how you do it. Yeah. If somebody pulls that up again, they'll be like, that was that way all along. But there's, you know, other stuff that was wrong, I'm sure. And there probably is tonight, too. Okay. 
So we're, we're triggering things right now is what we're talking about. Triggers. For one, they can force us to rise to the occasion and give our best pursuit. Do you yes. understand that? Yes. Okay, tell me. Yes. yes. So when, when you're uh, pursuing things then and you have a lack, yes. you begin to see that lack and it actually challenges you yes. to move forward and expand. Very good. Listen to him. That's your man. Look at her. Look at her. She's all excited. My man got it right. So, so that's it. So it challenges you to find a, anybody been challenged recently to figure out you can do more than you think you can do. Do you love that? It was there all along. Right? Isn't that cool? It was there all along. Easy resources make for weak performance. Uh huh. I knew you'd like that one. Economist Julian Simon called human creativity the ultimate resource. That's what we're talking about this year. Your ability to create. It is amazing. It's vast. It's unbelievable. Don't speak and curse over your thing. Create with your words first. Create with your intentions first. But often limitations are needed to unleash it. Have you had that happen? It's true. It's true. I knew you'd like that one. A lack of resources spurs resourcefulness. Limited resources also builds resiliency and confidence. Now, I tell this story all the time about Pam and I. Whenever we first started our little business, we called it wallpapering and more because that was a thing. We wallpapered every big house. I mean, we wallpapered with $300 a row wallpaper. That was nervous. In the time, wasn't it, Pam? Pam used to have a meltdown about cutting wallpaper. That's where she learned patience was just cutting wallpaper. Well, then, then people would be like, hey, while you're here, can you build this 14-piece crown molding? And Pam and I's answer to everything was yes. yes. In fact, I would, yes, it was pre-YouTube. Now I'm a YouTuber. I could just YouTube it. Okay, so I went to Black Rifle. Oh, sorry, I have to tell you this funny story. Yes! So I went to Black Rifle the other day. Remember I told you that, you know, I told them I was nobody famous. So I was ready. So I, so we drive up, and they were like, are you a veteran or a military? And I said, no, but I'm a YouTuber. <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> Zero. I mean, not a peep. I waited the successful amount of time, and I said, and I'm none of those other things either. Okay, can you pull around? Okay, fine. She's in there going, YouTuber, what is that? I don't know. What was my story before that one? Yes, so they would say, so we would say yes to everything, and we would go home, and we would figure out that built, I can't even tell you what that built within us. And we would show up the next day with our hammer and nail. We would put up crown molding before we had a nail gun. Shocking, right? So see, that built something in us to always say yes. Now we're way picky. We don't even work for mean people anymore. So we're way picky now. Yeah, we can do anything, but we don't. Do you see what that did? Now we only do things that make money. 
because we figured out the goal of our business was to make money so I can build the kingdom. See? No, I don't know. I'm not sure if you got that. In short, okay, let me just say this. If you are only working to make money and not build something, you'll run out. Phil, you'll run out, babe. I'm just saying, you'll run out. That's what it is, okay? You have to work to build. Okay. In short, that's what he said, an apparent lack of resources might be the most important resource we have. Ha! Man, I'm blowing up your whole thing that you've been saying. I don't have enough money. Listen, y'all, listen. Listen, God is so good right now. I know of things that he is working in the background to bring blessings to people in this room. He is working right now. I even know of specific things. Because that's just, and he's doing stuff I don't even know. But I know him, and I know some stuff specifically. So you could just go ahead and be acting like, mm, man, it's coming. Like, man, I'm excited. I am, I'm, I'm going to do something. I'm going to build something and say, like, is he ever going to bless me? I saw Aaron get a house last year. Is he going to bless me? <laughs> Lenny got that new Audi. Why didn't I get one? You get an Audi. You get an Audi. Come on. Come on. We're not looking at our lack anymore. That's just, that is the weirdest thinking ever when Papa owns everything. Come on. Come on. This doesn't mean you won't, acqu- won't ultimately require the resources you currently lack. The, if your goal is big enough, you'll probably require more and different resources than you assume when you start. Right. But start. Yeah. Okay, see, one of the things Studio 36 is going to do is we're going to have a whole W-E-A-R house, warehouse. You get it? Yeah. And, and we're going to make and sell all kinds of apparel. Listen, all kinds of hats, all kinds of products. Why? Because God needs to get his message out there. And so listen, be, I know, isn't it? Oh my, my flags are in with me again. And see, you've got to have vision. I've got, I've got a vision for a women's shelter. I've got a vision for things I haven't ever even spoke of to y'all. And see, you've got to remember, as you come in and build something, he'll make a place waiting for you. Right? And so you have to get that in your mind. It's not about what resources we don't have. It's about what position you're willing to take. Okay? Are you with me? Okay. So that was my little commercial. So tonight, I want to give you this really cool tool. I love this tool. Now, again, I'm not talking about trauma drama, okay? If you've had, if you've had abuse or if you've had, you need really deep healing, this is not what we're talking about. Right now, we're talking about, hey, let's look back at last year. How'd you do last year? Well, at the end of the year, you were like, man, I was a champion. Or you're like, man, I feel like I was, I'm stuck. I feel like I didn't even grow. And so I want us to think, like I said earlier, think back about something last year that you wanted to be different. Anybody have anything? Got it in your head? I'm not going to make you share it. Don't be nervous. Do you have something in your mind? Three people. Great. Okay. All right. And so he talks about in this chapter about completing 
the past. Now, I love this. Now, now you know how I feel about, you know, everything. Don't look back behind you. I get it, all the religious talk. But this is actually a tool for business, really. But it's a tool for relationships. It's a tool I love to use all the time. When we look back at our business, we think about, well, how did that go? Like we do it per job. Well, how did that go? Did that go well? Did that contractor work out? Did You know, we look at it and we're like, nope, never using him again. Hey, we might use him. And we had these guys recently down on their luck, really good plumber and really good electrician. And so we paid for them to get their insurance so we could use them because they, the guy they had worked for had died. Now, see, that's a business decision. You understand? And I have, we have to count the cost. You know, and we don't even know him. So we don't know if he's going to work out, but we knew that God wanted to bless him. So we knew we wanted to help him. Do you understand what I'm saying? So if I have the resources to do that, then I'm actually looking out for other people and I'm actually helping people prosper. And so then I'm not looking around going, what do I not have? Right. Right. Right? And I don't have to blackmail him. You got to work for me because I paid for your insurance. It doesn't work that way. Right. 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 That's what we do a lot of time. We bless somebody and we see if they wear their shirt. We got them. I'm sorry. I'm sure no one in here is doing that. So thinking backward, let's look at the next slide. It's a mess. So backward thinking is this, learning and having awareness and analyzing. How many think they're good at that? Okay. I want you to be better. Okay. And, And listen to what he says. He says, we can, I love this slide, we can reason forward and back. Backward thinking allows us to learn and grow, which facilitates greater progress in the future. Now, see, I love entrepreneurship. I just think it's kingdom. Okay. And I'm an, you know, I'm an adamant advocate. Thank you, Phil. Man, we are on tonight, me and you. And, but everyone can't be and everyone shouldn't be, right? But because of that, it causes me to see things through a different lens. If I work for somebody, I don't have to worry about if the insurance is paid or the lights are on, nothing, right? I just show up and decide if I want to work hard or not. If I don't want to work hard that day, I don't, right? But if I, if I own my own business, no one, I'm not calling in sick because I'm not earning any money that day, right? I want to call in sick, right? And so it just it's just the difference. And so when I look forward, then I love these three, action, possibility, and progress. So we're going to marry those together real quick, okay? Number 27, Re- reasoning flows not only forward, but also backward from the experience to what it reminds us of or makes us think about. So think about when I look back, I'm, I'm trying to complete something that already happened. Complete it means I get, I get it in a good place in my head, right? I mean, we've had good stuff and bad stuff happen, right? I love the story he tells where he was the CEO of a major publishing company and he had a client and he worked with this one client exclusively all year and then the guy basically dissed him. And so he learned a lesson, he said. Don't put all your eggs in one basket for one. And then he wasn't doing as good of a job as he thought, Right? So every, in my opinion, every business is customer base, yeah. yes. oh, yeah. even church, yes. right? If we're not putting out a good product, 
right? If we're not going to train, I mean, we're not trying to do regular church, I know, but we're trying to train leaders to go out into the environment and change something, right? And so because of that, I have to be able to know, well, what we did yesterday didn't work, so let's change it so we can do something different tomorrow, right? The next thing, it says they call this the power of backward thinking. I love that. So there's power again. There's that word again. There's power for when I look back and I actually think about, well, what did I learn? What did that make me more aware of? And how can I look at that and analyze it in a way that I can do different next time? This is a really powerful tool. And it's really easy. You can do it in seconds, right? So let's go down to 30. Um, here's four little simple steps, and this is going to be brief, that of reviewing the past, okay? Number one is state what you wanted to happen. So you got that thing in your mind right now? Does anyone have one they want to share? You want to do this exercise with me? Chicken butts. Anybody? Oh... Anybody have something that they could look at that they want to think about? I had a thing I wanted to happen. Okay, what did you got? Okay. So Tess is an artist, and she's amazing, and God's shaping her time right now. And it's been hard, I would say, right? And so she had an expectation in her mind that she would be more productive with her art this year. So number two acknowledge what really happened. So see, from my viewpoint of Tessa, it's different than Tessa's viewpoint of Tessa. You know, I see her as God has been training her extensively and shoring up this prophetic gift in her because that way her art comes out of prophetic bent as opposed to an injury. And so that just takes some time. So I look at, this is her mentor here. How did she do this year, this past year? Amazing growth. Any growth? Any changing? So see, she's not able to measure that exactly. So acknowledge what really happened. Really, it was an amazing year, right? It didn't accomplish that one little thing because that one thought in her mind wasn't the, wasn't the thing that God had on his mind. See, we're so much in tension because we had this expectation of something that we made up and something else was going on. Now, can you think of some things that we're talking about? I'm helping you. Number three is learn from the experience. So what did she just learn? She can't trust her own judgment of something that she puts under a microscope. That's true for a lot of you. Yeah. And so she can't trust her own judgment with that. So that's why that's why we have mentors around here so that they help partner and help bridge the gap. He, he was talking about how there's just this gap in thinking. So you have this limiting belief or you have a belief and you have the truth over here. There's a gap. We need a gap filler. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And the, the mentor often is that person laying across the gap. <laughs> laying across the gap for you for you to walk across on right right (laughs) right so you can get to the other side over here to where the truth is and sometimes you know you you've got your golf spikes on while you're walking across (laughs) on the top of them right right just all kinds of stuff we choose 
right on our walk so we have to learn <laughs> so we have to learn from that experience and so i bet tess is going to have a different year this year because yes. yeah. she's going to reframe so here's number four are you ready adjust your behavior so see now she gets a chance with her mentor's help to adjust her behavior her stance because all of those goals we create we make them up we can adjust them, yeah. right? And so your way, y'all, everyone in here has changed so much this past year. I mean, just think about December 17th when we this building looked like not good. Do you remember it? And look around. Y'all all, everyone in here did something to make it. It didn't look anything like this. Look at what you did. You know, begin to think about the things that you've accomplished this year and say, okay, hey, I'm just going to learn. I love this on stage four. He says, if something in your beliefs and behaviors contribute to the gap between what you wanted to happen and what actually happened, something has to change. Right? Agreed? In fact, that gap will only widen and worsen unless you pivot. It's not enough to just acknowledge the gap. It's not even enough to learn from the experience. If you don't change your beliefs and how you act on them, you will actually end up worse than where you started. So see, that's that process. So let's just, let me just keep using Tessa. So if she said this year, by golly, that was the worst art year ever. And so this year, I last year she said, I'm going to paint 10 things. So this year she said, I'm going to paint 200 things. Well, already that's a setup, yeah. right? And so what she has to pivot from is it wasn't as productive as one. I have to pivot away from that. Yeah. It's a basketball move. I have to pivot away from that over here to a different belief. And then when I work out of this belief, what I accomplish looks different. Right? And it's really important in this season because we're really trying to build. It's really, really important that we make those changes. So I just wanted to leave you with this little bit of encouragement tonight. Mendel, are you coming? You're thinking. Look at her. I just wanted to leave you this encouragement tonight that while we're contemplating, we're moving out, we need to reassess. I love how Pam does it. She says, okay, well, let's talk about going out. How did it go? Let's talk about what happened there. And it's the same way within any of your area of life. If you have a relationship, do the same thing. You know, I'm all the time, well, how's it going? What can we do different? How can we adjust that? And I think it's really important to do that. Can you do it? Okay, come on, Mendel. Fast. That was a fast turnover. I wasn't quite ready, but that's okay, because as we sang, you just can't mess it up, right? You just can't mess it up. So I love this message, um, complete the past. That concept is so good. It reminds me of the Caroline Leaf study that that we did a while back about um, how we've got to complete those things. Wasn't that visual that she gave about how all the thoughts are, we have those thought trees that we build, and then the leaves on the tree And every time a single thought goes through our mind, it blows like wind through all those old thought trees and just touches all those leaves. And that's how it feels sometimes if we don't resolve the past 
then, you know, that's, we call it a stacker sometimes because it's the stacker effect where then you have one scenario happens and it reminds you of the thing from last week and then the thing from last month and the two months ago and three months ago and a year ago and all that stuff just with that one thought crossing your mind flutters through all those leaves and all the feelings associated with those leaves in your brain are activated. And so if we don't complete the past, then we're actually responding in the moment to situations that aren't um, clear. You know, we're not operating with clarity because we're actually responding to the thing from last week, last month, last year, all of that. So just this way of focusing on that complete the past is so, so valuable. But I love the emphasis tonight because sometimes we can think of, I can tend to think of it anyways, of leaning towards just the negative of, well, I got to get some truth on that thing, that bad thing that happened. (laughs) And so that way I'll go forward with better emotions and more truth and all of that. But there's actually hidden gems in the past, even in the things that we have failed at or we didn't turn out well. Um, And so it reminds me of the song that we've made called Ruby in the Rubble. You know, there's a ruby and the the lyrics in that song says there's a ruby in the rubble and it's calling out my name. There's so much you want to show me and I know I'll never be the same. Something like that. I think I got it right. So those the thing about Jesus being the game changer for everything in our lives is that he does turn everything for good for our lives. And so I I just copied that scripture earlier, and I wanted to read that over us as a reminder. In the Passion Translation, it says, Romans 8, 28, So we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good, good into our lives. For we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his designed purpose. And so that verse right there um, supports the idea that there's always a ruby that he's got um, ready and waiting for you. And I know another part of that song and it talks, we talk about, um, I can't remember right now where it's in song of songs, I think, right? Where our towers are made of rubies. And so he rebuilds us with the gems. So he rebuilds us, and it, this is all comes from Scripture, which I don't have pulled up for me for right now, but um, you can find it in the Bible. And so he rebuilds us with the rubies that are in the rubble of the mistakes of the past or the things that didn't go well for us. And so the other thing that I wanted to share is that today um, I started to pray for somebody that was Pam brought to our attention was having an experience, and um, we wanted to pray for him. And Every we were like, what's going on? You know, what's what's happening? And and it's so great. This is the this is Pam for you, and this is what Jesus does for you. With the biggest smile on her face and the most excitement, she began to list all these horrible things that was happening to this man in that moment. <laughs> it was so funny because she knew. See that that was that that's when that statement came out, came out of my mouth because we began to pray. And I said, Papa, thank you that when it seems like it's a breakdown and every breakdown, there's a breakthrough. And so she had just listed these ways that this man was having a breakdown in multiple ways and it was all coming out, you know, so, but she had the biggest smile on her face because she knew it was an opportunity for Jesus to come through. 
It was an opportunity for him to know him in a new way and to be transformed. And as I was praying over that today, I just saw in this imagery of how, you know, we have these fault lines in our life, which, you know, the fault lines are the things that that shake and, and crack open when there's an earthquake. Um, or we can call them all sorts of things, but we've called them fault lines a lot here. And so I saw that Jesus, just the name of Jesus, the person of Jesus, everything about Jesus just filled in the fault lines. So if there was a gap, he just filled it with himself. I mean, I saw the name of Jesus just rushing in there, the nature of Jesus, the mind of Christ, all of it just rushing in. And so I've continued to ponder on that today. And I saw that how that's how like we are literally changed when we have a fractured part of us and we have a mistake on any level you know we talked mostly tonight about some of just the the foundational practical sides of things we want to improve on but on all levels there he has poured himself into those fractured places and given us his nature in that in that filling of the gap and so we are actually upgraded in those moments we're immediately upgraded when a fracture occurs when a mistake occurs and so it's just a beautiful picture that I had today I wanted to share with you that it goes along with the fathering message from Sunday that he wants to teach us and change us and upgrade us by his fathering. And so leaning into him and asking him for the truth on all of these issues is an immediate upgrade for us. And so I know it can be hard sometimes when we the, all the emotions of our, our you know, perceived failure could be um, heavy, you know, and they could make us want to just avoid looking at it. Um, but there is treasure in looking at these things, and it will it will be an upgrade. So if you find yourself being resistant to it, just remember this truth that there is an upgrade waiting for you in that place. There is an upgrade, and I know somebody in here must be feeling that because when Tisa first told me what she was going to talk about tonight, I was like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I was like, I do not want to start looking at the past anymore right now. It doesn't sound good. It was a Walter Mitty moment. I, don't, I may not have expressed that to you at the same way it happened to me. Just being honest. So I know somebody in here must be feeling that, right? So I do not want to revisit that. I am a feeler, yes. And that's, was I, that's what I was feeling. So, but this other verse um, came to mind that I love. I've, I've spent a lot of time on this verse in Song of Songs um, in the Passion Translation, chapter 5, verse 12. I've just meditated on this and just read it over and over. And he's talking, it's the, um, the Shulamite is talking about the bridegroom. So she's talking about Jesus. And they, they've, other um, maidens have asked her, why is he so special, basically, you know? And this is one of the things that she says that he sees everything with pure understanding, with pure understanding, how beautiful his insights, without distortion, his eyes rest upon the fullness of the river of revelation, flowing so clean and pure. And see, that is precious to me because you can ask people for a lot of different opinions and it can still seem so muddy because they may not have a pure understanding. 
or or you may feel like you have to explain every detail of what you thought, what you said, how it happened, everything before they could possibly understand. I've been guilty of that in the past. Um, again, just being honest. And so like, I, how could you, how could you understand? Cause you don't know everything about that's happened, but Jesus has sees everything with a pure understanding and he has beautiful insights that are without distortion. It doesn't say he gets it mostly right. He sees it close enough, <laughs> you know, like, which sometimes we'll accept that from a friend. We're like, all right, that's close enough. I'll try it. No, he sees it without any distortion because his eyes rest on, his eyes are constantly on the Father, on the river of revelation flowing so clean and pure. And so I just thought I'd share that with you guys as an encouragement to, um, to partner with him, partner with him in this process and really press into it, and we will see a much better year, without a doubt. So, Papa, we just want to say thank you today. We thank you, King Jesus, for the way that you continue to give it all for us. You gave it all on the cross for us so long ago so that we could be reconnected with the Father, and I see today that you are still just giving it all. You give us the full personhood of Jesus in every circumstance. So when we're experiencing a breakdown, a breakdown in what seems like our finances or our business plan or our relationships or our hope, whatever it is, you come in and you fill the gap with your own nature, with your very presence, with who you are. And so we immediately have a rich, rich storehouse in our brokenness and in the breakdown. So I just thank you, Jesus, that you still give us your all on a daily basis, on a moment-by-moment basis, you are still giving us your all. And so we just thank you for all for your sacrifice. We thank you for the way that you give to us still. And we just say that we won't take it lightly. We won't take it for granted. And we will see that it is a priceless, priceless treasure that you are holding there in that place for us to partner with you and to receive from you, and that you're always ready to upgrade us in every situation. So I just speak a blessing over each person's heart and their mind and their soul uh, as they look back at maybe the things of last year that didn't go so well, as they look back at the things that don't seem to be going well right now. And I just speak a, a, a nurturing anointing over them, that the nurturing of the Holy Spirit would come and comfort you and provide the courage that you need to look at those things and to just receive the sweet, sweet revelation from Jesus. So I thank you, Papa, that, that you are always with us and you are always upgrading us in, in your fathering in every situation. Thank you for the rest that can come with that, that we know we can't mess it up because of this partnership. So we just say thank you. We love you. We honor you. We exalt you above all things, above all situations, above all, above all other distractions and thoughts and, and any kind, anything that might be trying to get us down. We just exalt you above it all. We say you are king, you are Lord, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from One Life Okay. For more information, please visit us at onelifeok.com.